Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now your host, Ace. Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. We got Ace and Malik. Off top, Let's we're getting right into that LSU Kayshawn boot story. As reported on by ESPN's, oh, they don't have a byline. Oh, Mike Reese and Mark Schlabach contributed to that report. And at The Athletic, I was also reading that one, but I do not know the names of those reporters. I like to cite my sources. So Malik, big LSU fan, um, he didn't. He wasn't betting when he was a freshman. He started betting when he was 20 years old. So I don't think it got legal in uh, Louisiana until 2022. Mm-hmm. And that's when he was making the majority of his bets. So he did it. What would have been his junior year, I believe, going into his senior year. So April, that spring, during the spring game or before then, going into May 7th. And he only made 17 bets on college football games, and he made 8,900 bets total and six bets on LSU. I'm assuming those were the games that he knew they were going to beat the brakes off of somebody. And he was a six-round drift pick of the Pats, and they arrested him. The felony charge is like computer something, some kind of computer manipulation. I'm still trying to figure out how he was able to get away with this for this long. I mean, nobody was paying attention. That's that's probably the best way to put it, right? I know, but the Louisiana state cops, like, they, I guess they don't care. Like, the NCAA would care that he bet on his own team while he was in college. But right. another interesting gambling story. We remember how we, I was joking about the Iowa players, Iowa football and Iowa State football players while making these bets. Yep. All of that information was g- obtained illegally by the investigator. So you know what that means? All the charges, all the state charges that were um, that were charged against those players, like the suspensions already happened for the NCAA. So they may never get to play again because they got found out. But all of those cases are tossed out. So they're not going to jail. No jail time, no prison time. Everything's going to get tossed out by a judge because the they illegally monitored them to get that information. So that's the only reason why they were even able to find that out. So good news for those players. Yeah, I guess that's yeah, yeah that works out for them. I mean, okay. but they're going after him after he's in the NFL. But this is the state cops, which is kind of do your civic duty, man. Like, let them go. Like, it's a big deal. Computer fraud, a felony count of computer fraud and a misdemeanor count of gambling under the age of 21. He was 20 years old. I mean, close enough. Do you know how much underage drinking goes on in Louisiana? They let that slide. Or are they like one of those states where they let you drink at 18? No. You're, no 20, 21 is a drink is a legal drinking age down there. Technically. Um, I mean, I'm joking. If any I mean, no, 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 I'm not saying it. I'm just saying, it. I mean, I think in the end, in the end, you know, the betting, the betting while underage, it's just, it's, you know, Once the you crazy thing is, you know what I mean? Like with, with the NCAA, there's so many stains on the NCAA in so well, many is, different yeah. areas. Yeah. It's like, it's like, really, like, do we even like, what are we calling this thing now? Like this thing is just so, it's so backwards. It's so. You know, it's just so corrupt and it's just everything about it just just is tainted, except for the games themselves and like, you know, and the and these kids playing the games and that's it. So, yeah, I, I just my 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 thought really is leave a kid alone. You know, he's done. He's 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 moved on. You didn't catch him when he when he was doing it. 
So what's where why we want to retroactively go back and go get him? I know. What, yeah. What purpose does this serve? You know, the team was not anticipating. Yeah, I know the, the the Pats are sticking by him. At least they haven't cut him yet, so they're not really that concerned about it. But because this is before he was in the NFL, I think he might he probably won't get a year suspension or something like that because he hasn't been caught betting on any NFL games and betting on college games isn't illegal. But I don't think you're allowed to bet on college football games as an NFL player. I know why you know his name. He set a single game record as a freshman against Ole Miss, 308 receiving yards in one game. And he was hurt his junior year. So that's why we didn't hear about him much in 2023 before he got drafted in that fall. But he missed the uh, 2019 season by one year because he was a freshman in 2020. Unless he I Yeah, and I didn't even know he was on the Patriots. I honestly did not know he was, he was playing for the Patriots. Oh, he got significant time with the pass because everybody got hurt towards the end of the year. So, yeah. but he might have been part of the reason, along with um, Bill O'Brien, as to why they're picking. Uh, what is it? The third overall pick, which yeah. Ant, which Ant did a very good job on doing his uh, initial mock draft. Before we get into the uh, NFL games, I don't know. I find it interesting. Like they're trying to reach back and get this, but they do kind of have to set a precedent if they really want to enforce no people gambling under the age of twenty-one. But it's unfortunate. I guess I, you know, this made a major story because you're now in the league, but they'd still go after him if he was playing in the CFL, I guess. I don't know. They'd extradite him. Who knows? Weird question. Didn't the NFC and AFC championship games used to be on different days? They weren't both on the same day, right? Wasn't one Saturday and the other one Sunday? Like, isn't that recent memory? Not in recent memory. They've both been on Sunday because the whole point is to make sure that, you know, both need, no team has a unfair advantage heading into the Super Bowl week, even though, yeah, they all get a week off. They get, they get an additional week off anyway, but wait, um, I, am I misremembering that in 2018 or 2019 that they were on different days? Typically, typically it was championship Sunday. So they were both on the same day. Okay. The championship games, the, the, yeah. the wild card and the divisional round was always Saturday. They have Sunday, to be, yeah. Cause but the games. championship games were always on the same day. There may have been a year, like there may have been an outlier, but the general, mm-hmm. the, the, there may have been a year where they, they split it, but yeah. that's more the outlier. That's more the exception than the rule. The rule is usually they both play on the same day. All right. NBA all-star selections. I know you're upset about Brunson, so I'm going to let you air your grievances. This is the time of airing of grievances. I mean, you know what is is not solely upset. I think it's more... <laughs> I, like I said, I, I'm just more curious as to so basically what um what I'm now hearing is that between Brunson and uh and Lillard, it was extremely close um in terms of they both got um they both got an equal amount of actual votes. Yeah. And well, he yeah, they the the fan vote ended up being the tiebreaker, I just heard. Right, right. Um, and so in the player, so basically the way, the way it landed, right. So the way they do the voting, which it used to be all fan voting right now mm-hmm. and now. So in order to, but the players complain because all star right. selections were built into their contracts for bonuses. Right. So in order to streamline it a little bit better, now it's a component. It's, it's based on three different, um, three different like standards. So you have the player vote, right? So the players vote, the fan vote and the media vote. And so apparently, and I may I may have this a little mixed up, but apparently Brunson 
was, you know, came in in like the top, like came in higher in the the media vote and the player vote, but Lillard came in higher on the fan vote, and they had the exact same amount. Like so, Lillard was like number three for for guards for backcourt, right? So Lillard was like number three in the media vote or number four in the media vote, number three in the player vote and number two in the fan vote. And Brunson was number two in the player vote, number three in the media vote, or my other way around and number five in the fan vote. So what that tells you is obviously the fans <laughs> um, of the NBA did not either did not pay attention or just just voted with their, um, you know, with like historical context. Because to me, there's no way if you were a fan of basketball, if you're a fan of the NBA and you've watched, you know, half of the games that have been played thus far, you would not have picked Dame over Brunson. If you've watched only the national games, even you've seen what Brunson has done and impacted his team over what Dame has done and impacted his new team. Yeah. And speaking yeah, I mean, of his new team, they're saying that Adrian Griffin was fired because he lost the locker room. Which seems kind of grimy because their record this year is better than it was last year at this point, halfway through the season. Yeah, but I'm not surprised. You know, mm. This is a team that expects to win championships, man. They expect they expect to be on the short list of championship contenders. And if you watch the Bucks play over the last really over over this season even though they're 30 and 13, I understand that they're 30 and 13. But if you watch them play, you know, especially in some of those losses, they don't defend well and they don't defend at a championship level. They don't defend like a team that's going to be in 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 the running when you know when april and may rolls around they look like a team that's going to win 60 games because they have damian lillard and Giannis onto the kumpo right they, they're going to they're win 55 60 games they're going to do that but they're not good enough to beat i mean they're not good enough to beat you know philly they're not good enough to beat boston fair and, well and shit like they ran into they're good that, enough they, to beat they've philly. lost they've lost four or five to indiana like indiana's beaten them four out of five times that they played them this year Yes, but those were early on. But I hear what you're saying. So I wouldn't be surprised if as a result of that, because and that's the other thing is like hmm. it's the NBA, right? You really to lose the quote unquote locker room. You really only have to lose one player. If you lose the star. You lose the locker room. Yeah. You know, so that's not a that's not a surprise either. I hear. You. Well, the part to me is the fact that they came out and said that's not why the player's input wasn't the reason why they got rid of them. But I don't know. Maybe they just, the ownership or the GM just felt he didn't know what he was doing. So that's why they moved on. Mm -hmm. I can't call it. Um, I did want to add one thing. I switched up the topic real fast about the um, all-star voting, whatever. Yeah. You guys got, also got to think about it. We're in today's age, whatever, where people is actually in groups of um, social media, like Facebook and all these other things. So the, these groups or whatever, what they usually do, they'll try to get everybody in the group to go on and vote at the same time. And they'll keep pushing it like crazy. I see it with football and I see it with, you know, with certain players or whatever, you know, when they get voted for player of the week or whatever, or rookie of the week or whatever like that. It could have been the same exact thing when it comes to picking certain players, when it comes to um the fan picks. 
in my opinion, I think they should get rid of the fan picks, but hey, whatever. Is that how all those Jets kept winning player of the week and rookie of the week? Because you Jet fans and your Jet groups kept uh, <laughs> piping up to vote, vote them in as opposed to rightfully giving it to players on other teams? Well, not rightfully, but, you know, yep. <laughs> so how come the New York fan base, New York, New Jersey area, and even Southern Connecticut didn't pop up for uh, Brunson and vote my boy in? Yeah, because we don't uh, have groups like we don't have active groups like that. Like what the Jets groups that I'm in, they they're very active like that. Even on YouTube or whatever, they actually push it. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's like that in other states because I do see it when I do search the YouTube um YouTube um channels, whatever. And these other these other teams are from other states. Yeah, look into basketball that much, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's like that. Well, considering what Barkley had to say about him when he was shocked that Brunson didn't get a starting nod over Lillard. I think Lillard has gotten it a lot, but he's carrying off of the name this year and not off of what he's done on the court, personally. That's what I think. That's just me. I would definitely agree with that. Um, and in the West, I think Luca recognition. Well, Luca's a similar Luca's a similar one over um, De'Aaron Fox, who's outplayed him this year in terms of efficiency and like how many games he's actually played. I agree with that. Like for example, I'm just using him as an example. Everybody, LeBron oh. James could have not played this whole year. And just decided to come back just right about now. And the fans will vote him in automatically. You'd be the top vote in. Oh, yeah. Same thing with Giannis. You're right. Even though, if we're being honest, Embiid's having a better season in the East. And it says a lot about Philly, South Jersey, and Delaware, the fact that they couldn't get him in over Giannis. But maybe it's the international piece. Well, actually, it shouldn't even be that because... Well, Embiid got in. Embiid's... No, he's a starter. But what I mean is Embiid's not the captain. Oh, right. He didn't have. Yeah, he didn't get as many votes as Giannis. I would have thought like him being the league MVP last year, him carrying Philly on his back. If Maxie's a starter and he's a starter, then. Oh, Maxie's not a starter. Then how is this? You know, how is it happening? Because Harden left and somehow they got better. It made the whole team better. So. Oh, oh yeah. Just for giggles. I'm going to just have a gripe just just for giggles or whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm griping about that. There's no more team LeBron and team team this person or team that person. I just saw East versus West. So they got it. Looks like they went back to the old traditional way. So I'm a little upset over here. No, I'm not really upset. Are they still picking their own teams or are they doing that? They're not picking the team. No, no, no. No, No. It's East versus West. That's how I was making fun of it. I was actually making fun of it. Saying I've got a little gripe on that. Well, until they made them pick it live, it wasn't very interesting. You know what I mean? Like until they made him do it on TNT and last year with the 75th was pretty cool. But aside from that, it hasn't been that interesting, but they're going to be in Indiana. So another cold weather city, um, they're going to be eating at that one restaurant, St. Elmo's that everybody knows in downtown Indy. So, yeah, if you're at the all-star game, come find me. I'll be there. I'll be at St. Elmo's having a, having a, having a, um, a bloody Mary at all times of the day. Was that it? A bloody a bloody Mary at St. Elmo's? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you hear about the um <laughs> did you hear about the the basketball court that they put in the airport? I did. That does look kind of dope. They could do that, that at LaGuardia when they do it in New York. But the thing about the funny thing about it is so everybody, so you know, as so apparently some YouTuber, you know, social media influencer or whatever, like took us a, yes. took a trip, took a trip to Indiana. To go and and see the uh, see the court in you know it's full glory. So they let you and hoop on it, he, huh? Do they let you hoop on it? Oh, no. So the that's the let thing. So let it's let not play. an actual court, right? That, that that's what got got uh, exposed. It's not an actual court. It's actually a sticker. It's just a big NBA like court NBA court size sticker on the regular 
um, you know, airport floor. It's the most Instagram thing ever. Well, that's and, a big fail. And the it. rims, even though there are two rims, right? There are yes. two, two backwards with two rims. The rims are covered. Like so, there's some kind of covering over the rim, so you can't actually pull yeah, a ball up there uh, and take a shot. Well, yeah, so, they know people have been taking shots like crazy. It's completely, it's completely for show, and you know, not for not you know, um, not for actual use. Hmm. And I and I just I just my thought was like, in on the one hand, I'm thinking like, yeah, it's kind of BS, right? But on the other hand, I'm thinking like that's probably a good thing because I could see people missing their flight getting some shot i could see it i could i could legitimately picture it like yeah, that's old man i got i got five kids malik talking now no like, your they, flight that's your responsibility you checked in at the gate make it to your flight that's on you i get it I but got, you, i gotta finish this 21 game yeah you think <laughs> i mean you just it's not even like not even like it's just like you get caught up man you're you here playing up. utah baby to 100 trust me i'm not playing I'm not playing. I got about I, you know, my my knees are shot. I got about you know two. I got about five shots in me before I go. I got need to go ice this thing. So <laughs> I'm not playing. But uh, I could see some money. So, so you say, you know. but you're going to win in five shots, right? Like I got, I got this win in five. If shots. game seven, if games, if game is seven, I'm not playing. Well, <laughs> I hear you on that. I te- I, I'm, I'm gonna tease something later about uh, one of my final shout outs, and it has to do with all star games in general involving the Pro Bowl as well. But I'm gonna leave that to the end. I just want the, the listeners to know that I'm gonna be talking about that a little bit later before we get into these games and we'll give you our picks and uh, you know, prop bets. What, Ant, were you gonna say something? No, I was not gonna say nothing. I was oh. gonna say, sh- let's get it on, let's get this, this show on. All right. First game, 3.10 p.m. on CBS. We got the Chiefs at the Ravens. The league is already trying to do some home cooking. They got a a ref calling that game that favors the away team. I think they're trying to, uh, as my guy Stavros Halkius, uh, one of my favorite new favorite comedians that I saw on Netflix and on the uh, and just on the Internet in general, I saw a clip of him talking about how the Ravens need to win just to uh, mess up the NFL's money. And I'm with that. But uh, Chiefs are, are getting three and a half points on the road, which I think is going to get a lot of money on them. And the Ravens are minus three and a half. Although the money lines are actually pretty even. Chiefs are only plus 165 and the over-under is 44 and a half. The weather's supposed to be bad. It's going to be a thunderstorm coming into the mid-Atlantic region. So that's going to be in Baltimore pretty hard. Ant, do you have a pick for us and any prop bets you'd like? Well, I got a pick, but I don't have no prop bets. Well, actually, I do have a prop bet that Tony, um, Kadez Tony might actually show up. He's downgraded and he's limited for Thursday practice. So if there's a prop bet out there for um, Kadez Tony actually getting a snap, definitely bet on that one. He might actually show up. But anyway, um, as far as for this game is concerned, I got Taylor Swift in the over. Um, I think they're going to beat your fake team over here. So I'm sorry to say you got the refs over there, you know, and you got Taylor Swift in the stands. You know, they, they want to have Taylor Swift for the Super Bowl as well. They don't want her to pack her. They don't want to pack her away for the year. They don't want to, Mar, Mar, you know, say Mariah Carey her when they get rid of Mariah Carey during Christmas time. They don't want to do the same thing with Taylor Swift. They want her there for the holidays. So I got Taylor Swift, Swift in the over in this one. Taylor Swift in the over, huh? I love it. The Chiefs are now Taylor Swift's favorite team. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to do that to my wife, but she told me that in confidence. She's rooting for the Ravens. I'm rooting for the Ravens. I would take the um, over just on the fact that both of these teams in their playoff games have shown that they can put up some points. Chiefs put up a lot of points on a Bills team that I didn't think that they were going to. They, I think they barely just hit the over. 
right, in the last game, which kind of helped a lot of people because it was 27-24. A lot of people are blaming Stephon Diggs for that drop on that Josh Allen pass where he just cocked back and, like, let it go, which looked – that was an amazing-looking pass. But the Ravens have um, the advantage on defense. They have a younger defensive line. Chris Jones is a closer on defense for the Chiefs, so I'm going to give them some credit. But um, they're susceptible to the run. The Ravens have running backs that can run. Thank you, Jets, for lending us uh, Cook and paying him for most of the season so he got his bread, and now he's going to get a Super Bowl ring. Flock okay. up, baby. Ravens on the over and Ravens by seven. That's an easy one. And my favorite prop bet is this. It's on ESPN Bet, so you guys can – I'm, I'm going to give you the sports book. All right. It is – what is the – it's not the first half spread. It is – oh, team total sacks. The Ravens over two and a half is plus 120. Um, take that. I think they're going to be they're, – they're not going to have to blitz Mahomes, but they're going to be getting pressure with the people that they have because they're going to be able to cover them because they're not going to be able to get the ball off because they're going to be playing in a rainstorm. So whenever he does drop back, he's going to have trouble. And Juwan Taylor, their left tackle, is already pretty sus. And this ref is known to call a lot of um, false start penalties like they did last week. So he's going to be in trouble, especially with him lining up across from the former number one overall pick. Uh, Good Lord, I can't remember his name, but he beat down the Texans last week. And I really enjoyed watching that. Former South Carolina legend. Malik, who you got in this one? Yeah, so these teams enter entered the AFC Championship game uh, ranked number one and two, respectively, in team defense. Um, both teams are extremely good on that side of the ball. The Ravens are number one defense um, after the Browns were the number one defense for a very, very long time. Uh, and then the, the Ravens overtook them. Um, and KC is number two overall. So um, I expect – I actually think this this game goes – hits the under – um, I think this is one of those games that that probably goes back and forth from a defensive perspective. Um, the only way I really think it hits the over is if Lamar Jackson has one of his Lamar Jackson games um, where he goes for, you know, like like basically the game he had against Houston last uh, last week where he goes for two and two. Um, he's running all over the place. He's able to manipulate the defense pretty much at his whim um, and and make plays. You know, and and just make it make it so that Kansas City has no choice but to but to you know try to try to score on every single drive. Which I mean, it's not not they're gonna not try to do that either anyway. But um, I think I think Baltimore's defense. I always have the Baltimore's defenses for real. Um, and they are definitely you know a healthy team going into this going into this game. They are the healthier team going into this game. KC has shown me something. I, I actually give KC a lot of credit uh, for getting to this point. I don't think any of us thought that they would be here uh, after the season that they that they showed, kind of just being up and down. But they've proven that you know they're you know I don't know if you call it heart of a champion or or whatever or just like the genius of Patrick Mahomes. Like the fact of the matter is, if you leave that game, if you leave the game close and you leave him with any opportunity to beat you, he's going to beat you. Like that's pretty much it's pretty much a given. And you're pretty much going to have to play almost a perfect game of football in order to, in order to beat them. So, um, this three and a half is really interesting. Like the hook, the hook is the, the hook is the interesting part to me. I'll take I will take Baltimore to cover the three and a half. Um, but I think it's a close game. I think it's a really close game, and I would not want to bet this game because you know we've seen we've already seen Casey 
cover a spread, cover, you know, win straight out on a money line against the Bills team that, you know, both and I believed would uh, would take care of business against them. So not uh, not betting against not betting against the champions again uh, in terms of in terms of putting putting any money on this. But before you finish, I would like to point out the two teams they beat both had major injuries on their defenses. Well, I mean, Buffalo's been playing with major injuries on the defense all season, right? Yeah. So you know that, that that's that's not surprising. And um, who they beat? Oh, Miami. Um, and Miami had had no Bradley Chubb, but they didn't have Bradley Chubb, you know, for a couple of weeks. So it's not like they lost. It's not like they lost somebody during the game, right? They went into the game knowing. You know, Fair. Knowing they they, they went into the game with like yeah, their third string linebackers. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and and honestly, I don't think. You know, I don't. I don't. I guess this is that's what we're saying. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes. We're talking about the best of the best in terms of the quarterback position in this in the, in the league. You know, I don't think he's shown yet. You know, a defense or a scheme that that has his number that he can't perform against. Um, so the question is really going to be: Can the Kansas City wide receivers keep up keep up their their performances that they've had over the course of the past two games? Will they be able to run the football against the Ravens, who have one of the best run defenses in the league? Um, and on the other side, uh, the question is, will obviously Casey be able to stop the run? And will they be able to contain Lamar Jackson from, you know, from wrecking the game, either with his legs or or with his or, you know, with his arm? Um and I don't, I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Lamar is on a mission. I think the Ravens are on a mission to get themselves back to the Super Bowl, and that's what they're going to do. So I'll go ahead and take Baltimore and the under in this one. If there's a prop bet out there for getting um, Jason Kelsey drunk by the third quarter, bet on it. <laughs> well, that, was, that was pretty fun watching him do that. I'm not going to lie. Oh, Patrick Mahomes under, uh, under 36 and a half passing total passing attempts. It is oh under 35 and a half pass total passing attempts. It is plus 110 on ESPN bet. So go take advantage of that. I think if the weather comes out the way they say it is, jump on that early, and he will be passing a lot less in that game than we think. He has that man has a lot of faith in his receivers, considering Buffalo was the first game that MVS stepped up all season. But man, what a time to step up. That was amazing seeing him make that um catch and single coverage. I mean, he literally made he literally made the catch from that movie. Um, was that necessary roughness? Yes, he literally made Stonehenge. No catch that Stonehenge made in the movie with like the boy basically hit him in the helmet and he had to mm -hmm. like hold it hold it together. That was hilarious. You know, what's so funny to me about that. The same guy that played him also ended up playing the linebacker in that movie, The Program, like two years later. Mm -hmm. Alvin Mack. <laughs> Which is crazy. I was like, this guy is just like, any move where they need someone to play football, I'm in it. I got I'll do you. it. I'll do it. I think now he plays like cops and like security guards. He's just like a big dude. So that's what he gets hired for. I can't remember that actor's name, but we know who you are. Shout out to you. Next up, we got Malik's Lions at the 49ers. The Lions are getting seven points and they are plus 100 with that. The over under is 51 and a half. And the Lions are favored on the money line plus 275. The Niners are minus 350. They're overwhelming favorites in this one. Malik, you can have the floor. Um, 
Yeah, before I make my pick, I just want to take a minute to to say like in 30 plus years of watching this, like I never I never imagined that I'd get to this point. Like everybody says, like, oh, it'll be your time sometime. It'll be your time sometime. And everybody says it, right? Nobody's, you know, actually like you guys have seen your teams reach at least the AFC champ the, the championship game. Ace, you've seen your team reach the Super Bowl even since, you know, since mm-hmm. being a you know a kid. Like, 2012, yeah. 80s. You know, you got to see your team reach the Super Bowl. And so this is a question for, for you. Real for you. <laughs> well, this is a question for you. I'm talking specifically about your Bears, right? Um, and 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 I'm yeah, talking real about team. your Jets. <laughs> How, did it feel like, so the way that I feel right now is, one, I feel like we have, we have, we have, uh, achieved more than i expected to i'm not going to say they've overachieved they've achieved more than i expected to up to this point so i am much more calm than i think that i should be i should be really hyped up for this but i'm much more calm because i feel like this team is not a team this it's not a one-trick pony it's not a one-show pony i think that they are going there they have the opportunity they have the ability and they have the skill to be back here you know, a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, whatever, you know, and be competitive all the way through. That said, they are one game away from a Super Bowl. And like, I should be really, really excited and really, really going crazy and and super nervous. And I'm not like, I'm just, I'm just approaching this, you know, and I'm just going to enjoy it. So my, my question to you is, my question to you is like, did this feel, did it feel like this going into the bear? Was it, who? Did, I don't remember who the bears played in the NFC championship game. How can I say this? Being having been a, in, in in all seriousness, it did feel like this in 2006. I don't remember 1985. I'm I I was alive, but I do not remember that. I'm I'm not right. here a lie, right? But I did become a bandwagon Ravens fan, um, not in 2000, but when they got my guy Anquan Bolden. We have the same birthday, born the same year. And I did become a bandwagon fan because oh the extra fabrications just no seriously I was I I put twenty <laughs> bucks on them in my office football pool and I said the Ravens are gonna win it all and everybody was looking at me like I was nuts they said Flacco sucks and I said you don't know what I know and I bet on them and that man went on the greatest run of his life in receiving and and also I also remember when the Jets he played a game against the Jets when he was with the Cardinals. And I thought it was insane that the Cardinals got rid of him. He got hit in the face by safety. The well, guy yeah, broke his face. Eric he broke like whatever I don't know the, his sinus bone or whatever his bone right is in the middle of your head, right yeah, between he your eyes. Shit out of him. Played the next game. Didn't miss yeah, a that's week. Crazy. Came back and I was like, okay, this man can go over the middle, and that's a skill that they don't really need anymore. But in 2012, you can still knock people out. And uh, I saw they played the Pats and they beat them up and knocked them out. And I was here for it. So, yeah, I've been a Ravens fan low key since 2012 because I wouldn't remember randomly ah, randomly remember all the facts. So I think the Ravens uh, could kill them. And I think the Lions are good enough to win. And I think they have a better offensive line. But, yes, this is how it felt. A great run is a great run. And what about you with the Jets? I just got to add in that, you know, I forgot the Jets player's name. I'm going to have to look him up after the show, but he knocked the soul out of Antonio, uh, oh, what's his name, Antoine Bolden on that one. And I'm, I was surprised he came back last, the week after. But as far as for answering your question, I had that feeling that you're having right now the second time the Jets went to the um the NFC Championship game during the Hard Knocks years, because I didn't expect them to actually get into the playoffs. When they, the last game of the season or whatever, they backed into the playoffs. I was, I was, I was shocked and I saw them winning 
I think that was the year that yeah, that was the year we beat Peyton Manning. Then that's the year we did the can't wait game. We beat Tom Brady. And after that was supposed to be to, um oh what's the name? Ben Rosselberger. I, I was calm, the same way how you right now. I was calm or whatever. I was I didn't really expect it to get this far. It was already a shock to me that you know Jets actually pulled it off and actually back not only back then, but beat Peyton Manning and they beat Tom Brady. So I was like, ah, whatever. I'll just all relax about it. But then it, once the game started. That's that's when you're gonna really feel it because that's when the stomach's gonna start realizing it's like, oh snap, we're going against the, these guys. These guys been here before. The same mm-hmm. thing here is what you with the 49ers. The 49ers been here before. They've been to the Super Bowl before. This is almost the same team that been to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So yeah. It quite you you're gonna feel it later on. They're but right, they're the be, they're better, game. right? They're they're better too. Like they're they're better right. than that team that went to the Super Bowl. Like Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, uh, Brack Purdy is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, right. I don't even know who they had. I would assume that their running backs were probably Mostert and or Jeff Wilson. Right. Uh, right. They, they, have, for a they while. didn't have McCaffrey. Right. They didn't have McCaffrey. McCaffrey's now there, and he's better than those two guys. So, like, the expectation is that this team is is a better team than the team that went in. Although I would say that based off of what I saw, what I've seen even during the season watching them, their defense isn't the same as the defenses from those you know years ago. And um, and Kittle isn't like the explosive tight end that, that he used to be. He he's still a very very dependable, very good tight end, um, and he's still perfectly capable of you know taking over a game. But he's just one not, question: Has he been playing better series. than Laporta in the playoffs? Have you no? Well, exactly. He hasn't. He hasn't been. Laporta's been. Laporta's been really good, despite the fact that Laporta's been hurt. Right? Laporta was hurt in the first game, and he played it. He played hurt. Still, still scored a touchdown. Um. So I say all that to say, I, I like, I like, I from a betting perspective, totally from a betting perspective, I like the seven. I like the seven because I think that this game is going to play much closer than people imagine. And the the main the main thing that the, I think the main thing that people are looking at here is obviously Detroit's defense, which has been, you know, susceptible to big plays and big passing. Over the course of the over the course of the playoffs, but over the course of the season in general, um, they've largely been good against the run. They've decided to sell out against the run. They've decided to do whatever they can possibly do to stop the run and force the force the court and allow the quarterback, you know, in some respects, force the quarterback to make throws down the field and allow the quarterback to to get chunks of yards. And then when we get to the red zone, this is when they play. This is when they they try to make their hay and and force you to kick three instead of taking taking seven. Because the thing is, they know, Dan Campbell knows, and you guys have watched the games, you all know, when the Lions get to the red zone, they're thinking seven. They don't think three. So if you're thinking three and they're thinking seven and, you know, they're more um, successful at it than you, this game is going to get really close. San Francisco may control, may have ball control. They may control the clock. They may get they may, they may go up and down the field against the Lions defense, but when it gets to the red zone, that's what's going to be decided in this game. What are the what are the Lions and what are the San Francisco 49ers going to be able to do in the red zone? The Lions are a top three team in the red zone this year. The the San Francisco 49ers are middle of the pack. Um, so if it if it plays that way, I think this game goes really close. I take the seven and I roll with the Lions. And the bet and the way that the Lions can win this game, and I said this last week. When I was watching the Green Bay and San Francisco game, when the when that Packers linebacker or safety, whatever he was, when he dropped that pick six in the first quarter, I yeah. said, that's the game. I said, that is the game. 
if he kicks that off and runs that and runs that back and Green Bay goes up 10 nothing, that is the difference. Not it's because it wasn't going to happen very often. You have to take advantage of the opportunities that Brock Purdy gives you, just like you had to take advantage of the opportunities that Baker Mayfield gives you. When these quarterbacks give you these opportunities, you must take advantage of them because the rest of the team is too good around them to um, to allow you to you know catch up later. If the Lions get an opportunity like that and they cash it in, we win this game. I think this game is close no matter what, and I pick the Lions to get the seven, but I think we win this game. If we can get a pick... Or a, or a big play on defense, I think we can win this game outright. So I'll take Detroit and the over. And who do you got? Um, I'm taking Detroit as well, and I'm going to be a little bit greedy. I'm taking the Detroit and the over in this one. I'm putting a house money on this. I don't think Debo Samuel is going to be ready for this game. He has still his shoulder injury. He was limited on Thursday practice. I'm putting all money in it. Uh, having the Lions, uh, quite, quite, the Lions has convinced me the last couple of weeks to take them. They're the hottest team right now. The Bills lost their heat for some reason quite last week or whatever. But the Lions are definitely taking the – the Lions are basically like the Giants was when the Giants last won. They've taken it all the way through. I had the Lions versus the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I think the oh, Lions and, should be – And Ben Laporta too. The Lions should be playing – Yeah, Laporta is going to score a TD in this one. If the Lions win this game, Laporta is going to score a TD. I think the Lions can run the ball better, and the 49ers are bad against the run. They have very good and fast linebackers like Warner who are able to cover sideline to sideline. Um, the problem is, is that the Lions' offensive line are huge, athletic, and young. And when I mean athletic, I mean they're fast. They're able to get out in space and move people around. And it's not just Panay Sewell. It's the left tackle as well. It's their guards that can pull as well. Um, David Montgomery has been a great addition for them. Jameer Gibbs has been a game changer and he can break long runs. If the 49ers miss one tackle, it's going to be all over. The Lions are going to put a lot of pressure on the secondary because Goff is going to push the field ball down the field. Number one overall pick for a reason is because he has a really good arm. There's a reason why Brock Purdy um, was a seventh round pick. He wasn't as good in college. Hey, say, say, say it correctly. There's a reason why Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft. It was the very last pick. Because he wasn't as good in college. He was at Iowa State with Brees Hall, and they never beat Iowa. Think about that. Like, he had a guy who's a, a NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, and they couldn't beat the other team in college that was their rival. And now you're telling me that he has Christian McCaffrey, who's a little banged up, Debo Samuel, who's hurt, and they're going to be able to beat the Lions, who have a better secondary and a better defensive line. The 49ers defensive line is let down. Chase Young, he ain't showed up. Um, I think they can handle, I know this sounds crazy, but I think they can handle the Bosa brother. Alden Smith was better. Their defensive tackles were better the last time they were here, which was five years ago against Mahomes in the Super Bowl. And in the NFC Championship game, they didn't have much to do. And last year, they weren't able to get much pressure against Philadelphia. So I think a good offensive line is going to neutralize 49ers' biggest weapon, which is their defensive pass rush. And when Goff has time, he's going he's gonna to kill him. So I'm taking the Lions plus that seven. But I'm going on the under because I don't think I, I will. I will say this: the Lions are going to start running the ball and trying to run clock. And I think Dan Campbell's going to outcoach the genius that is uh, Shanahan. You know, it's just that simple for me. They're just better up front. And I think the, if the Lions can get pressure with anybody else but Hutchinson, because if they have to double Hutchinson, um, it's going to make it very easy for everybody else. You know, 
it really, really well. Yeah. Um, Lions had to generate pressure. They got to generate pressure, but if they can, more. if anyone can generate pressure, if they can send some corner blisses and things like that, they'll be able to get it done. I don't think the Chiefs stand a chance against the Ravens. And it's really just more about Jason Matabuke, and I remembered his name, Jadavion Clowney. Those two guys, they're not even going to have to blitz with Queen or with Smith. It's going to be those corner blitzes they were sending at Houston. And I don't even know if you got to blitz Patrick Mahomes. Just drive everybody back into coverage and make them take the underneath throws, and you'll get there quicker because you have faster players on defense. They fly around the ball, and they'll be able to run with the three running backs that they have, you know, so – and Lamar, if they turn their back for a second, that's the thing. As a defensive back, you can't really turn your back against him because he can take off running, and he's doing everything so effortlessly. So I would also take the over on him running plus more than 75 yards in that game. He'll do I what he has to, to do to win. Hmm? I hate to say this, Ace, though, but the Ravens going to have to beat them like they stole something. So well, they, they will. have to beat the Chiefs like they stole something. That's the only way I can see this going to happen. They gotta really beat them badly. What 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 the referees can't jump in. If there's a penalty to be taken on a defenseless receiver to make sure that somebody doesn't catch a touchdown pass, trust me, it'll happen in that game. I know that sounds mean, but like these players understand what's at stake and they will do what they gotta do. They'll be like, either I take this 15 yards or he's catching this pass. So I guess I'm taking these 15 yards. They're doing that math in their head right now. And they know it on both sides of that ball. And you're going to see Mahomes and his Kermit the Frog voice go, come on, what are we doing, guys? And then it's just going to be what it is. Like, the ref's going to throw the flag, and you're going to get your 15 yards. You're going to get your first down. But, you know, yeah, I see what you're talking about. I know what you with the Ravens because I definitely see them in the locker rooms after the games. they definitely yes. re- ready They ready to beat beat teams down and win these games. But I'm yeah. sorry to say I'm still going to go with the Chiefs on this one. I, I have to know I have to, the NFL has a script, and it's called the refs. Wow. I'm sorry to say that it put the Ravens in the Harbor got pushed back for next year. Yeah. Because, you know, I guess it got changed in the middle, like a Marvel story, like a Marvel cinematic story. Got the changed. logos already got purple and blue in it. So I think we know who's going to be there. Yeah, they, they they had to change it now because the script is out. They, you know, <laughs> they have to change it to fool everybody. And realistically, Taylor Swift won't be able to make it to the Super Bowl because um, as I checked earlier, she has a concert the day before in Tokyo, Japan. So she, it is almost make a, it. a literal yeah, possibility to fly from Tokyo to Las Vegas in under 14 hours. So by yeah. the time she made it, it'd be halftime at best. Yeah, she can make it. Okay. I heard about it. that. And, and everybody and people, pe- there's there is a prop for that, by the way. I'm, is I'm, there I'm, really? There is. Aha! There's a prop. prop. There, there's go. a prop. Now, obviously, <laughs> the Kansas City has to make the Super Bowl, right? But there is a there is a there is a hanging prop. On Taylor Swift being a uh, Taylor Swift's presence at you know yes no uh, will Taylor will Taylor Swift be at the Super uh, will present at the Super Bowl will she make it to the Super Bowl in time at any point in time at any point in time will she make it to the Super Bowl and be and be shown like you know at the game oh they'll show her entering the stadium because no. they have the right to do that oh yeah oh yeah oh no if yeah. she makes it if she makes yeah, it money that. definitely cashing in on this one. I'm putting money on that that she's gonna make it because what is gonna happen? Mm. Unlike the unlike people to know, they they play when she can get on a plane, fly from Tokyo, take it through the North Pole, and come down straight straight through. That's how they actually fly. Just to let you know, that's actually how they fly from one side to the other. They don't go across and then they go across the United States. They actually go across the the North Pole and come the other way. I well, from, saw it on saw it on TikTok, everybody. TikTok except everybody. when you're flying to the east, except when you're flying to the West Coast, because Tokyo is already on. Like you got to fly over the Pacific. 
Like if you're going from if you need to get to L.A. or for that matter, Nevada, which is very close to California, it's not better to go over the North Pole. It's better to just go over the Pacific. I don't know. Just I'm just saying, look at a globe. Check it out. It's it's almost impossibility that you can get there before halftime unless she's got a personal Concord. I don't know. Well, what is that? I mean, she like, I guess look it up. What What is that? How long is that flight? How long is a flight from 14 hours Vegas to Tokyo? All right, time to look this up. Time it's to look this up before hours. it shows up. All right, and we'll come back Tokyo, with it's, that. It's Tokyo to where? To Tokyo Las to Vegas. Vegas right? To Las Vegas. Right. Just a direct flight. Which probably do exist. So that will be kind of interesting. I'm just going to sit here and fill some time. Uh, that's 12 hours and 45 minutes. How long? 12 hours and 45 minutes. So if her, so if her concert, let's say she does a two-hour show. She's going to leave Tokyo immediately at 5 p.m. on a Saturday and land at 5 p.m. on Sunday, which what, would get her there at halftime of the Super Bowl. No, this because is where the Super Bowl starts at 3.30 in Las Vegas. Hey, you forget about one thing. It's mm. called a time zone. Yes, and? When she leaves at 5, when said, what time is she supposed to leave at, leave at um, Tokyo? 5, 5.30. And oh wait, no. Her concert's at five p.m. on Saturday, so she would Tokyo leave. time. Yeah, Tokyo seven p.m. Tokyo time. Yeah. So, so what's wait, wait? Now, now we're not going to go back to the Google thingy over here. It's at five p.m. Tokyo time, right? <laughs> five, five p.m. Tokyo, Tokyo is what time in Las Vegas? So right now, okay. So right now it's one o four. It's it's one o four p.m. on Friday in Tokyo. Yes. It's eight o four on Thursday in Vegas. Correct. Five p.m. 5 p.m. Tokyo is 12 a.m. And if it takes you 12 hours to get from one place to another, don't count the Tokyo time. Just count the time that it is in Vegas when she leaves. And 12 so, hours so later, again, she'll that's be what I'm there. saying. If if you're she'll saying she moves at 5 p.m., she'll be there by halftime on she'll be Saturday. There before that time. No, no, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl kicks off at 6:30 Eastern, which means it's 3:30 Las Vegas. Well, right, right. what I'm saying is, if she leaves oh, okay. at if if you yeah. say you say her concert's on Saturday, right? Yes, yeah, right. Saturday, five p.m. Tokyo. It, it'll be Tokyo. five p.m. Tokyo it'll be time. Friday. It'll which be would be Friday. which would be what? No, well, Saturday. Five, five p.m. Tokyo time would yeah. be what? Uh, twelve hours later. Twelve hours behind. No, twelve hours behind. You're in New York. It's seventeen. The, so Japan. Fifteen hours in, behind. Japan is seventeen hours ahead of Las Vegas. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So, so, we, so she, what I'm saying, so what you're saying is, five p.m. Las Vegas. I mean, five five p.m. in on Saturday. Or say let's let's say seven p.m. Right? So yeah. Five, yeah. and she's done at seven. Count back seventeen hours. So seven p.m. in Tokyo. Okay. Is seven a.m. six five four three two midnight. It's two, oh, 2 a.m. On same day saturday right yeah in and 12 hours after 2 a.m is four o'clock in the afternoon it's still saturday no no saturday she's she's going she's going backwards in time basically she's going she's 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 in the delorean is what you're talking about she's basically the delorean she has time to sleep and everything yeah, because that's the thing, right? It's not like she has a show in Vegas and she's going to Tokyo. Oh, no, 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 time. no. She's, she's in actually Tokyo for four time. days. Yeah, Thursday, right. Friday. She's gaining time by doing this. Wednesday, Thursday, so, Friday, Saturday. So I'll take that bit in a heartbeat. 
I mean, yeah. the Chiefs got to make it. So that's the first problem. Yeah, well, that, that's the first part. Oh, that's oh, that's the NFL. NFL is going to you know going to hit the three point on that one. Or the, they're actually you know sticking the football. NFL is going to hit the field goal on that one. <laughs> well, look, I, look, I I think I think All right. it, see, Ant has but Ant has talked about so I look at least at the if nothing else, Ant is very consistent, right? He's yes. talked about NFL conspiracies for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. and and it, it comes so, through. And so if there is a reason, like like I've started to see this whole conspiracy about the colors. Have you guys seen this conspiracy theory? Yeah, about the colors? I did, yes. This? And also raised that to be earlier. Yeah, I raised that, yeah, I raised that before they started talking about it. So like if that's the case, then it's both then it's was it then it's Ravens 49ers, right? If, right. That, if that's the case, right? But everybody's like, but everybody wants to see Chiefs and Chiefs and Lions or something. I don't like. know if you. I don't know if you kept on noticing last week or doing um all private Texas. I kept on saying the script was back on when it when the Ravens was winning and when the Forty Nineers was up. The script was back on. My America is rooting for Ravens Lions. I don't know about you guys. Look, I you, you, <laughs> well, you know I'm just rooting for the Lions, but it, it, you know if, if if it takes if it takes for someone to script the Lions making the Super Bowl in order for me to enjoy my Lions in the Super Bowl, I'll take it. I got no problem with it. If you tell me that this entire thing is scripted, I'm taking it. Don't worry. I'm like, good. Done. I'll take it WWE quite win all day. <laughs> I am good. I will take it. I will, I will, yeah, exactly. I will walk around with the belt like the rock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no oh, problem. Man. Well, folks, we finished our picks. Um, coming up on the Super Bowl, I guess we'll make some more and we'll give you a breakdown of the AFC and NFC Championship games come Monday or Tuesday, possibly. I know we missed the last couple of weeks, but you've probably been seeing enough from all the major networks, NFL Network, all of that stuff. But we will be following up with basketball after the NFL ends. And, Ant, we're going into our shout-outs. What do you got for us this week? Oh, wow. The shout-outs are real fast this week. It's very early. Well, I, I'm just going to first – before I get my shout-outs, I'm just going to get my first top five of my mock draft. But um, it's going to change after the um Super Bowl, see when we actually really get into the draft. Like. As of right now, I have Drake May going first to um, what's the name, Chicago. I have Caleb Williams going second to um, Washington. I have Marvin Harrison Jr. still going to the um, the Patriots. Dallas Turner going to the Cardinals. Joe Alt going to the um, Chargers. There's a couple of reasons why I made that because of uh, the way they think it or whatever. For some reason, I think they're gonna some teams gonna overthink themselves, like Chicago Bears. And um, I'm just gonna see what happens, but. I'm going to have to still, still change this around because I'm starting to see a little bit of things happening. But that Marvin Harrison Jr. to the Patriots might actually happen. Quite still looking to it because what happened is for one of my shout-outs, shout-outs to um, – what's the name? Um, Ant- Not Antonio Prius. Um, Gerard Mayo for getting that um, coaching job. I believe I shout-out last week. But from what I heard, Mac Jones was actually in the audience or the reporters when they was asking him questions or whatever like that. Mac Jones was actually there. So he might actually stay – with the Patriots and be the Patriots quarterback going in next year. So let's see what happens with that. But anyway, I mean, he's under contract, cool. right? So there's no surprise there that he still be there. I would, he, I don't think he'll be the only quarterback there. No, but the thing is that how they was talking about it before is like you know Bill Belichick kind of ruined him and whatever, and he might be out the door, and the Patriots might just draft another quarterback. I remember they was talking about that before a couple of months ago, or whatever. But let's see what happens. I think the pass would be crazy if to not draft another quarterback or at least sign one. Because they have such a high pick, yeah, they could go after Baker even. I was, I see what let's see what happens on that one. But um, as far as my shout outs, I'm going to say first shout out to Raheem Morris for getting that job. Um, for in the day and age where people are saying that you know a defensive um coordinator can't get a job as a head coach these days, 
played Atlanta, actually played buckled that um thing, that train. But if you kind of think about it, Raheem Morris did at at a time with Atlanta actually played, actually not played, coach as far as um the offensive side. He was not only the um what was it? Yeah, he was not only the assistant head coach, he was the game passing game coordinator, and he was the wide receiver coach with Atlanta from 2016 to 2019. Then he switched over back to the defensive coordinator and kept on going, moving his way back up from at working his way back up from before. Cause I don't know if y'all remember or not, he used to be Tampa Bay's um head, head coach. coach before. Right. Yep. So he worked his way back up, but gained experience both on uh, both sides. And it's kind of great to see Atlanta shout out to them and their organization, whatever, giving the man quite who had experience with them, whatever, raised up in their in uh, in their um in, in their um organization before a job over there. Shout out to also goes to um Vic Van Vangio too. The reason why I'm quite shout out him because you know he left he left the Dolphins, you know, so their defense gonna suck after a while. So you know, good for him getting a good job. Shout out to him. Shout out to Antonio Pierce for getting at his job quite as coach and shout out to the um the Raiders for giving him that job, whatever. And shout out also to Jim Harburg for escaping college and coming back to the NFL. Quite y'all know the real reason why he escaped co um, college, but I'm not gonna talk about it. Maybe somebody else might talk about it. But shout out to him. If, uh, shout out to all through, all of them, and shout out to, uh, to Atlanta organization and the Patriots organization because they basically cock blocked Bill Belichick from getting a job. So shout out to him. So if I'm not having a job, he might be on TV next year or maybe sitting at home in his retirement home. Shout out to him. I also shout out Doc Rivers for stabbing people in the back as well. Somebody else can talk about him a little bit later. Shout out to that. But that's my shout outs of the week. Uh, yeah, I mentioned everybody here. Yep, shout outs. That's all my shout outs of the week. And oh, oh yeah. Um, yeah, go Jets. <laughs> That's right. The Jets are storming into the offseason to get another high draft pick. Yeah, to win the offseason draft, uh, offseason again. Get a Super Bowl for the offseason. That's right. Shout out to uh, the new head coach of the L.A. Chargers, Jim Harbaugh. I'm surprised that franchise hired him, but they're probably going to give him more control over player personnel. And they're notoriously cheap, so I only have to pay one guy to do it all. Um, shout out to the NBA for, you know, putting up that fake court in uh, Indiana, Indianapolis. That was kind of corny, y'all. But here's my idea for all of the games. The Pro Bowl should always be in the Dome Stadium. If you're going to do it in Orlando, it's going to suck. Um, I believe they're doing it in Miami this year because of the weather. But if you're not going to do it in Hawaii, just do it in a dome. Do it in Vegas. I know the Super Bowl is in Vegas, but it was great last year. More people came out. More people enjoyed themselves. Every year, the Pro Bowl should be in a dome if you're not going to do it in Hawaii. Hawaii has the best weather. And also, move it to after the season so that the Super Bowl winning players can go to the Pro Bowl. That used to be a dope thing for them. And I always used to want to go when it was in Hawaii. And now I cannot go because you refuse to move it back there. It does not need to be before the Super Bowl. You don't need to own that week. Let that week go. Nobody cares. Everybody's going to Radio Row to go promote whatever they're going to promote, and they're going to be in Vegas. And I think the Vegas should be the permanent site for the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Why are we still moving this around? Why are we playing games? And also, to all you Bills fans who are out burning a kicker's jersey, why did you have the kicker's jersey to begin with? What's wrong with you? You went out and spent money on the kicker's jersey just so you could burn it? You people got problems. Real deep-seated problems, Okay. Y'all are ridiculous. To everybody who was crying in the stands, I get it. You were there. It was very emotional. I understand. 
Luckily, I haven't been able to afford tickets to when my team has basically let me down. I will say that. But to the people that were burning this man's jersey, he's not Scott Norwood. You weren't in the Super Bowl. It was the divisional round. You should be used to this at this point. You've lost in the divisional round a lot of times. So, you know, this is where you are. It's where you live. But at least you know you're going to be going back over and over and over again, as opposed to losing in the Super Bowl four years in a row. And, and Major League Baseball should have their games in a dome. And the Bills also need to get a dome, because if they had a dome, they probably would have won that game. They probably would have won that game, because they would have been able to throw more. And if Stefan Diggs leaves, I get why. Because when they played that game, they had so many short passes. Josh Allen barely threw for 200 yards because they didn't want to push the ball down the field. They didn't trust him not to make mistakes. And you lost the game. You should have let him loose and let him do what he does. And you probably would have won. But your coach was trying to protect his job and you hired a scared OC. And that's why the other OC was better. He was a scapegoat. And that's why they did my guy dirty. Shout out to the U and shout out to him for the trophy candidate. So it is what it is. You know, and shout out to my Knicks who put the beat down on Denver Nuggets tonight. And Jalen Brunson is going to be an NBA all-star, but he's not going to be a starter. And that's all right. The Knicks are going to have one, possibly two all-stars. You know, I think Randall's probably going to get back on there and Brunson's probably going to make all NBA second team. So I'm good with that. Go ahead, Malik. And go Ravens since 2012. You lying Uh, ass for the... (laughs) <laughs> hey look i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know knock him for that it is what it is um <clears throat> first and foremost shout out to we just we did just talk about the uh the nba all-star game just uh, taking to the nba real quick shout out to lebron james who uh who his, makes history again yet again lebron james and his great and his great fantastic great career makes history with his 20th all-star selection. And the reason why that's that's important is not just because it's number 20, but it's deservedly number 20. Like he has deserved every single all-star selection he's gotten. He's not this is not like a, you know, greatest achievement, you know, career career achievement like, you know, uh gimme um nomination. He was he's been one of the best players in the league his entire career. He's still one of the best players in the league and he's still able to put up um put up staggering numbers. Uh, albeit not, you know, earth shattering the way that they, the way that they were, you know, early on in his career, but he's still one of the best players and he's still deserving of the the honor to um, to be an all star, if not the top vote getter. I mean, he is still the top vote getter, which that's a little crazy. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it really does say similar to so, so I'm not going to know I'm not going to have the goal conversation here, but similar to Michael Jordan, um, it's going to be very interesting how the NBA is going to market itself when LeBron James is no longer available for them to market around him. Because, you know, we saw that happen when Jordan left the game and the NBA, you know, shuffled a little bit before, you know, before figuring out who they could, you know, uh, latch their key onto, which you want to be in the Lakers um, with Shaq and the Shaq and Kobe Lakers um, before the Duncan, um, the Duncan Spurs era, you know, really kicked in the in the shape. So we'll see what happens when LeBron finally hangs it up. Shout out to Joel Embiid, um, who dropped a 70 burger. Um, uh, I believe only the third big man, you know, quote unquote big man in league history to score over 70 points in a game. Obviously, we got Will Chamberlain center. did it. Yes, yeah, center, yeah. 
Uh, obviously, you got Will Chamberlain, who you know got his historical hundred, um, and I think he did this. I think he had seventy points like four or five times. Whatever, it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> David Robinson with seventy one, um, which I vaguely, I absolutely remember that game. He did um, on the last year. day of the season just to get the scoring title and yeah, against the sorry ass Clippers. Yeah, just to get it from Shaq, and he hit that three point in the game of seventy one, which was which was hilarious. Um, and this was at a time when like NBA NBA centers did not shoot threes and like David Robinson shooting a three bugging out. Um, but if you watch Joel Embiid do like do what he did, like you could just tell like this guy's playing at a level where I kind of this is he's one of those guys where I absolutely wish he would have played in the 80s. I wish he would have played against Patrick Ewing, Akeem Olajuwon, David Robinson, Shaq. Like I wish he would have played in that era because he is so talented. He is so damn skilled. Um, at the position, I I think to me, I think he's the modern day Olajuwon. I think he's a modern day Olajuwon with all the things that he can do with the basketball and the fact that he can shoot the ball from outside. So, um, uh, I can't remember. I, I can't remember if Hakeem's your boy, uh, and I know I know Barkley was. Um, I can't remember how, if you you loved Hakeem too, but like if you're not watching Embiid right now, you should be because what he's doing is is incredible. I hate him at first until Barkley came onto the team. Okay. Okay. Um, also, speaking of which, shout out to Hakeem Hakeem Olajuwon. If you, I, I don't know if you guys have been on YouTube recently and heard the no. stories. Heard the stories about Hakeem and and his uh, his legendary his legendary fighting fighting skills. Um, Hakeem apparently was a bad boy. Like he he was low key whooping people's asses whooping asses back in the day. I implore you all, you guys are listening, go to YouTube. There's a interview with. Uh, I can't remember who well, was actually, I believe that too. Interview with Robert Ori interviewing interview talking about Hakeem Olajuwon and about how he used to beat the shit out of people on the court and how Hakeem Olajuwon was an absolute thug um which is hilarious like I just never even look I look at the guy I never even thought that he was but um <laughs> he, he absolutely was. He ain't no thug, um, he's just not here for the play play. You're not going to play no games with Hakeem. Exactly. Uh, I be- I believe it too. Exactly. Exactly. Um, of course, shout out to again. I did this last week, but shout out again to my Detroit Lions for you know just continuing the run. I'm hoping to get another couple of weeks out of you guys. If they make the Super Bowl, Dan Campbell should win Coach of the Year. Oh, he absolutely should. I think he should win it regardless, but I I, I don't think he would unless they make, unless they go to the Super Bowl. But shout out to them. You know, rooting for you guys. Hope you guys make it. Hope you guys get through. You know, this is a really tough game. This is probably the one game. Uh, this is the one game that during this playoffs where you're not favored. So this is an opportunity to shock the world, honestly speaking, shock to shock, not just the San Francisco 49ers, but, you know, their fans and the rest of the NFL and really put everybody on notice that you are here. And this is not this is not a fluke. Um, so go out there, handle business, take care, take care of things. And then we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks. If you guys can make it to the Super Bowl and see who you're playing then, because, uh, you know, obviously the other part is like. If you do make it to the Super Bowl, they're not going to be talking about you anyway. They're going to be talking about the other team. They're going to be talking about Baltimore KC anyway for two weeks, and they're going to just like you know forget forget about the forget about the Lions for a little bit because uh, Patrick Mahomes and you know Lamar Jackson are those dudes. Malik, trivia question, real quick. Yep. Do you know the three teams that haven't advanced to the NFC title game in since the year two thousand till now? The three teams. I know one of them is the Cowboys because you know that people have been talking about that for a while. That is correct. Um, since two thousand, since the year two thousand, okay. Miami Dolphins, I believe too. You said NFC, right? No, oh, all, the whole NFL. There's oh, three teams oh, in the NFL. NFL. 
The that's correct, Daniel. Yeah, it, it is the oh, Dolphins. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, because I hate the asses. So that, the that's Dolphins, the Cowboys, <laughs> and hmm, who's the third team would be? The Bills. Is it? Yes. I thought the Bills were in the AFC yep. Championship a couple of years ago. No. Interesting. I thought they were in the AFC Championship when they lost to Burrow. Didn't they? Didn't no, they? Burrow oh. beat Mahomes to get there. Mahomes has always been in the AFC Championship game every year that he's oh, played. Right. That's right. This like this is like the sixth year in a row, right? Being in there. Six straight years in the AFC yeah, title yeah, yeah, game, yeah. which is insane. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. All right. Um <laughs> And last but not least, and this is I know we don't talk about baseball on this podcast, but I have to, I have to mention this, okay? Last but not least, and this is a shout out and a dig. Shout out to Todd Helton, Joe Mauer, Adrian Beltre. You guys they they were just elected to the MLB Baseball Hall of Fame. Mauer don't belong in there. Huh? Mauer's not Damn. a Hall of Famer. Damn, that was and wrong, Ace. Shout out, shout out to them for being elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. This is not taking anything away from those three guys and their accomplishments as players. Um, they all got the requisite amount of votes, percentage of votes to get in, and that's great. And I have no no knock against them for that. Uh, also, Jim Leland got in, uh, legendary manager of the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, um, which, again, long overdue. He should have been there a while ago. But what this does, but this is also a dig because, once again, Major League Baseball does what they always do, and they drop the ball. Because unfortunately, Gary Sheffield is not an all is not a Hall of Famer, despite despite finishing his career with a better batting average than Adrian Beltre, more home runs, runs and RBIs than Joe Maurer, and more home runs, runs and RBIs than Todd Helton. Okay, there is no reason, no reason on earth that Gary Sheffield should still be waiting for his opportunity, waiting for his call to go to the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. This is stupid. This is idiotic. This makes no freaking sense. And every single time, this, this is not even a guy who, you know, has been, who was caught cheating with the steroids and all of this craziness. Gary Sheffield, there was speculation, and I get it. There's always speculation, but you could speculate whatever you want. You, spec, you can speculate whatever you want until, you, until you're found out, until you're proven guilty. And, you know, it doesn't matter. And guess guess who doesn't care about, about steroids anymore? All of baseball fans. Like, literally no baseball fans. Every baseball fan, every young baseball fan that's out there in the world, they could kill us. They weren't even born when, when, when you know, uh, Matt, um, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire were out there breaking records. Um, and as far as they were concerned, Barry Bonds is a freaking superhero. So, whatever. And, and most of them who's our age right now might be taking stories from those Facebook posters. You know what? And... and, and <laughs> So if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Today's day and age, the fact that Gary Sheffield is still not has still not received the requisite number of votes. I mean, he only got 63.9. You need 75% of votes uh, in order to get in. The fact that he's still not in is absolutely insane. It's absolutely stupid and proves once again the reason why the Baseball Hall of Fame is a crock of shit, even though those three guys deservedly so got in. Moving on. Um, but that's it. That's it. <laughs> Oh, believe. I'm done. I'm sick and tired of this. I'm done. Uh, oh. on to onto the championship week. Oh, believe. Yeah, I just thought so. about something. You said that um that you you don't get you don't have that excitement feeling whatever that that, that stuff yet, right? Yep. Okay, I think I got something that might actually help out with that.
Were you gonna play something? I know he's gonna play mm-hmm. something. You guys, you guys are unbelievable, man. I, I'm telling you, we talked about it all all year. This started a long time ago. You're built for this. You're built for this, man. And look what you guys did. You went out there and the what? It's another hot team that we knocked off. It's the next hot team that's knocked off. You know how hard it is to win this league in the playoffs? Do you understand what you're doing right now? What we're capable of? That's two. All right? That's two. We got two to go. With a bye in the middle. I'm unbelievably proud of everybody in here, man. Coaches, players, that's a way to mount up, man. That's not a, that's a that's a difficult team to beat, man. All right, I got one game ball. Man, in the game, me can play. Derek Barnes. Look. Yeah, yeah, I saw that after the game. I was like, yeah, I was hyped. I was like, they going all the way from the support. If you if you if you're a fan of if you're a fan of football. And you're a fan of that, like then you have to be a fan of Dan Campbell as a coach and what he does for that. Derek Barnes, not for nothing, Derek Barnes was was and he was he's been looked at as being like the next guy out uh on this roster. He's been there for three years. He was a second round pick, second or third round pick out of Purdue, was thought to be the answer at, at, at the linebacker position, a potentially answer at the linebacker position, struggled, has struggled mightily in pass protection over the course of his career. And the fact that like he's come together and the fact that like in such a big game, that was a big moment, has that big moment and freaking, you know, Dan you know, uh, you know, supports him and praises him and gives him the opportunity to be, you know, hoisted on his team's shoulders. Like, that's just the type of dude. That's the type. Of, that's the type of dude. This type of coach that you want. And so, as all these coaches are getting hired, the first question I have about them is not what the X's and O's are. It's not if they can call a defense. It's not if they can call an offense. It's not even if they can draft draft players or anything along those lines. It's can you lead a group of men? to want to run through a brick wall for you when they walk into that into that stadium they have to be ready and willing and capable of playing for you putting their bodies on the line putting their putting their heart and soul out there on the field giving it everything that they absolutely have not just for a check but because they believe in you because they want to do this for you dan campbell should be the head should be the coach of the year simply for that reason he built different I think D'Amico Ryans is the same type of coach. I've, I saw that with those Houston Texans and what they were capable of doing. And it really shows you a lot because I wouldn't say that the Lions are the most talented team in the NFL, but nobody works harder than them. And that's I'd why like to add, I'd like to add in Antonio Pierce to that that um that list. Yep. Antonio Pierce too. Yep. And shout out to the Atlanta Falcons for making the right choice, not hiring Bill Belichick. That's payback for beating them 28 to 3. Yeah, yeah. F you, Belichick. F you got to keep it petty, baby. You got to keep it petty sometimes. No job for you. Go coach the commanders. You want to coach? Go coach that team. No, fuck that. Go, go coach. Go coach for the XFL. You know what the I'm saying? And uh, shout out to Adrian Griffin. They did you dirty. Hopefully, you get another chance and they hire you in DC and let you coach the uh, Wizards for the rest of the season and into next year. You deserve a legitimate shot. And I hope you get to come up and knock off the. Uh, Lead the Wizards to the playoffs and then knock off the Milwaukee Bucks as they crumble as a franchise. 
That would be petty. That would be petty as hell. That's what I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for petty. I'll take Giannis on the Knicks. Giannis to the Knicks. I'll take it. I'm here for it. Him and OG and Anubi. That's the title team right there, baby. We beat the brakes off of Denver tonight. All right. On that note, folks, we are out. I hope you all enjoy the show. Please like and subscribe. Say it again. Oh, yeah. Chris Stapps hurt his knee, but he'll be all right. No, I was saying shout-outs to the, the um, Martin Luther King lookalike that came to the Ravens game. Shout-outs to him. Isn't that special? That team is the Dehema Destiny. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> He's I'm had getting, a dream. I'm, I'm getting a Lamar Jackson jersey in every color. Um, anyways, we are please listen to us on Spotify. That's where we're mainly posting the show. Spotify, Podbean, Podcast Addict. Uh, wherever you get podcasts, Google Podcasts is going away, so do not look for us there. Tune in radio. Please like and subscribe. Rate and review the show if you like it. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, continue to watch us and hope you're winning them bets in this money. Last week, we gave you four picks and we were really good. And I gave you that nugget about the Kansas City Chiefs. So I hope you used it. We're out. Peace.